This is Speaking of Speaking. Quick tips and tools to take you from stage fright to spotlight. This podcast gives you an inside look from the world of public speaking and the speaking secrets you need to be bold from the stage, no matter what business you're in. The host of Speaking of Speaking, Carl Richards. Thank you, Matt. Yes, it's another edition of the Speaking of Speaking podcast. My guest today is Patricia DiPicciotto, and I had a chance to be featured once again in the book Voices. She is a co-author, myself, Patricia, and 14 other authors in this fantastic book. We'll be talking about that today. Patricia was born in Hong Kong from Lebanese parents and raised in Geneva, Switzerland until she graduated from college with a BA in marketing and communication. She has done many things in her life. Right now, though, she is focusing a lot on grief coaching and helping people navigate beyond that. And a lot of that is about communication. So we're going to talk about healing through speaking. And Patricia, we're going to see how this conversation goes. So thank you for joining me on the podcast today. Thank you, Carl, for having me. And really, it's a big honor to be with you and our 14 other co-authors in the book. Every story is very inspiring. It's definitely a phenomenal experience being in the book. You have a great story to tell. I do want to give you the chance to share a little bit about your chapter, but let's talk about this whole concept of healing through speaking because communication, as we know, is the key to pretty much anything. But certainly as we heal, we need to be able to communicate and open our mouths and share Otherwise, we're just we're just bottling it all up, right? Yeah, we're we're just shoving everything down and also communicate with our own self because sometimes we hide from our own self like how we feel. And I lost my mom, unfortunately, two years ago, November twenty second, twenty nineteen. And I have to say, the first weeks and first month, I was well supported. I had friends around me, people texting me, people calling me. You know, I was able to share my pain. People will come for coffee at home and just have conversation with me. And slowly, it faded away. And I really had that void first from my mom's absence and then from people that didn't want to talk about my mom anymore or didn't want to ask about my grief. And that was just intensified by the pandemic. I mean, three months later, you know, we were all in lockdown, all at home, very anxious about, you know, the situation and we didn't have any answers. There was a lot of uncertainty, but in the back of my mind, I was still grieving and I still had my mother in every one of my thoughts. And I wanted to talk about her. And two months after the lockdown, like around May, I ended up discovering a grief expert, David Kessler, on one of his podcasts. I was also reading his book. And I started going on his group on Facebook. And then I realized, wow, people are talking about grief. There's like this underworld on social media where people actually talk about their feeling. They say their loved one's name. They just, you know, share memories and share pictures. They're open about their sadness. They're open about their grief. They're also open about their joy and how It feels to live life with joy and sadness coexisting, just trying to move forward with with the absence. And it was very healing for me because at that moment, I realized that even though I wasn't alone because I was stuck home with my husband and my kids, I wasn't alone in my situation, but I was very lonely in my grief. And I was able to be part of that grief community and finally be able to share with people that could understand what I was going through. And that really 
opened an opportunity for me to create my own Instagram grief account that I called Neshama Journey. Neshama is the Hebrew word for soul. And soul journey is really what, you know, defines my mother and my relation now, because, you know, I'm still wondering if our souls are connected, if I can still have this relation with her. And I had all these questions. So I thought Nishama journey, soul journey was something just meaningful at the time, because, you know, I wanted to believe that our souls were still connected, even we were each on our journey now, her in the other realm and me here on earth, you know, waiting for signs from her. It sounds like a phenomenal journey that you're still taking with your mother and still discovering mm-hmm. things as you go. And I like how you mentioned that you were able to find this community where people were talking about yeah. grief. And I think that this is very unique for this podcast because it's called Speaking of Speaking, but it's still very important that we talk about the things and the people who are important to us. They're affecting our lives right now. They have had an impact on our lives. It allows Mm -hmm. us to frame some of our best stories and our best moments for our talks. And by not allowing ourselves to do what you say, and that's talk about our grief, what potentially is happening if we're not communicating, I guess, or not being allowed to speak about and heal through that? I think that if you want to grieve fully, you need to talk about it because if you're just allowing yourself to cry behind a closed door or not mention the name because you're scared to make other people uncomfortable, you're just denying your own grief. And I feel like denying grief is like denying the love you had for the person because the same way you're not going to move on from that person's relationship in a few days or week, you cannot move on from your grief. You can only move forward and try to grow around it. And during the many, many, many lives that I started doing during the pandemic, during the lockdown, when everyone was home, and I have to tell you, Carl, it was so easy booking people. Like in a year, I was able to book 70 people. Now it's been harder because there's always like a time zone difference. Yeah. People are not home. It's either during lunchtime or at night. And sometimes people just are not on Instagram, you know. But during a year, we had a full audience. People were craving talking to each other and having just contact, even if they were digital contact. They were happy to talk. And I had some people during those lives who were talking about their grief for the first time, but they had finally that opportunity to share their experience, to share what happened during the loss, after the loss, how they grieved at the moment, how they're grieving now. And I always say that sometimes someone's story can be someone else's survivor guide because you never know what's going to come up, you know, in the story that someone can relate to. And that's why I ended up giving really a voice to grievers from all different kind of losses and age circumstances. I just wanted people to be able to relate to those grievers. It sounds like you've also given them a platform with your lives. And by the way, for our listeners, when Patricia says lives, she's not talking about the lives of living. She's talking about the lives that she's doing on, and I'm sorry, the platform is Instagram, correct? Yeah. Instagram, so yes. So she's talking about the platform, Instagram, and the Instagram live videos and recordings that she's doing and inviting people to share and to speak. Mm-hmm. Let me let me ask you this question. 
is there a length of time or is there a magical formula as to either how much time or how much of the grieving process has happened before somebody starts openly talking about it? Is there a... I think there's no rule because I started talking about it very early on, a few months into it. And... I have this amazing woman in my grief group that I facilitate. She lost her mom 16 or 15 years ago, and she's only allowing herself now to talk about the loss of her mom when she was a teenager. So some people just try to, you know, I'm not going to say move on from it, but maybe distract themselves from the grief, but it catches up with you. At some point, you'll have to deal with the pain and the sadness and the void it left. So I don't think there's a rule. And as I said, I saw people speaking about their grief very early on and other people who just waited years and years and years until they needed to sort it out. They needed to talk about it. So part of the healing process then through that grief, getting not past it in the sense of we're going to forget because I think some people Mm -hmm. think that if I talk through it or if I go on this journey and I'm talking about it today, then I'll stop talking about it and I'll forget. And that's just not the case. If we're really embracing it the way I think that you would describe it, we should always be thinking of, and again, this is where some of our stories 10 years, 15 years, 20 years down the line, where some of those stories are going to come from. They'll come from some of what is now the grieving process, that healing through Mm -hmm. speaking. Yes. And I don't think we ever forget. We just learn to live with it, with the absence, with the void. And the pain is not going to be as acute over the years. It's still going to hurt, but definitely not as much or as often. But I found that opening your heart And being able to talk about it just give you that space for healing. Because if you try to shove your emotions down, you might use some resources that won't be very healthy for you to escape from those feelings. And I don't want to judge. I'm not going to say, you know, anything bad. Everyone has its own way of dealing with their emotions. But I found that running away from them is never the healthiest way. And when I'm talking about running away, it can be really like running. I know gravers that run all the time because it's just keep their mind away from having to think about their grief all the way to just abuse. That could be substance abuse, addiction. Mm -hmm. That could be physical abuse of our loved ones who are still with us. Or that could be, like you said, avoiding in the sense of running or in the sense of immersing ourselves so much in our work that it's almost like an escape. We're trying to not think about it. What's the risk in doing that? So I had a griever also in one of my groups that for a year and a half just dove himself so much into work that he ended up having a burnt down and then he needed to face the grief. And he realized like how big was the void of his mom in his life, but he just didn't want to face it and literally spent a year and a half working around the clock just not to face the pain or feel any of those emotions. So that for him was his escape. So don't do that. No, I mean... If you don't want to have the burnout at the end, of course not. But you can do both. You know, you can really like dive into your passion, but always have a way of releasing any, I'm not going to say negative emotions because Mm -hmm. I don't think any emotion should be labeled as positive or negative, but emotions that can 
hurt you, either physically or mentally. That's great advice too. And you're right. It, it should be whatever that is that needs to be released. Mm-hmm. Right. So that's, that's I do a lot that. of releasing by talking. I'm a talker. <laughs> that's what I do. I love it. And I'm just always happy to share with others. I love having those exchange on my lives on Instagram. And I always learn so much from other grievers. And that I think really helped me in my process because no grief is equal. Like they're all very different, but you always learn from someone else. Everyone's journey has its own unique path. Everyone has, mm-hmm. even if we're you know physically in the same place, we've all come from different places. We all didn't mm-hmm. come from the same womb. We all weren't raised in the same house. We all come from yeah. these different places. And everyone who contributed to the Voices compilation, for example, yeah. all of these stories are phenomenal, but they're all so unique because we all do come from a different place. Let's talk about your chapter because again, there was some miscommunication. So we're talking about healing through speaking, but there's also within your journey and within your story. And I don't want to, you know, we're not going to open the book and start reading the chapter, but we certainly did discover through, or I discovered through going over your chapter, some miscommunication through misdiagnosis. Yes. And the misdiagnosis happened when I was pretty young. I was 17 Mm. and I was complaining all the time about stomach issue, digestive issue. And I think because I was young, like a young teenager graduating from high school with divorced parents, the doctor just didn't take me seriously. And every time I would go see him, he would just prescribe me more medicine and more of this, more of that, and nothing worked. But he never took the time to talk to me, to see how I was doing, how I was feeling. It was just straightforward. Or you're in pain, take this. Like always trying to fix the issue, but not the cause. And it took me years to discover the cause. But it also came from speaking because after a few years, so once I went through other doctors, a surgery, years of physiotherapy, I really wanted to try something else. So I went to see a therapist. I went to see a Reiki master, acupuncture, energy healer. I just wanted to go through alternative therapy. I I didn't want to go only to doctors who would treat me like a machine that you have to fix. Like I know there was an issue, but I wanted to know the cause. And it was really during one of my Reiki sessions that I understood that there was some you know, abandonment issue that I had to face with my dad and with my parents' divorce and a lot of forgiveness that I needed to go through. And I think you can only do that through speaking as well. It's a fantastic read. As I said, we can't give away the chapter. I want you to read the book. I want you to read the chapter for sure. And you can always give the book a review, give Patricia a review as well when you do read her chapter. Because of all the work that you do, through your grief coaching, how's the best way or how would you like people to connect with you after today? What's the best way to do that? So I live now in New York City. So I do have two groups that I attend in person, but I'm also available on Zoom. So if anyone wants to schedule a complimentary session, just to see if we're a good fit, if we can work together as a grief coach, they can go on my Instagram account, which is at Nishama Journey, and DM me, and we will schedule a complimentary session to see if we can work together. 
And we're going to post that link, by the way, directly in the show notes after today. Also in that, if you click on that link, you'll also find the link to Voices where you can grab your copy of the book and read Patricia's chapter. And Patricia, I understand you're actually speaking of the chapter that you're also doing some, we can't talk a lot about this, but as of November the 11th, 2021, you're doing some local signings in New York City of the book. Yes. So I wanted to do something different. I don't think it's a typical book. So it deserved a non-typical book launch. I wanted something different than just a traditional signing. So next week I'm doing in my community center an event with a meditation and mindfulness instructor. And we're going to talk about how we can tap into our inner voice and just reframe the way we talk about ourselves because we can be our biggest critic, but we can also become our biggest cheerleader. And a lot of the healing comes also through the way we talk to ourselves. So I'm going to use voices the book to tap into people in our voices. So I think it's going to be interesting and I just wanted to do a different format. That certainly sounds phenomenal. So again, as of the recording of this interview, if you're in the New York area, you'll be able to tap into that. And if you're not in the New York area, or if you're catching the recording later on, you can certainly grab a copy of voices and certainly reach out to Patricia. Again, her link to her Instagram feed will be in the show notes. Patricia DePachoto, before I let you go, I leave you with a final thought. What will it be? I think the final thought will be to not run away from what you feel inside. Don't face it. It can be painful, but it's worth it. And speak up. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. And use your voice and don't only use your voice to be your inner critic, be your own cheerleader, face your emotions. Grief is a process, even though you're not going through grief, all the processes are worth being, you know, experienced and taking sideways are not always the best way to deal with it. You have to go through it. Patricia, it has been an honor speaking with you today. Thanks so much for being my guest. Thank you, Carl, for having me. And congratulations also on your story in the book. Thank you. And remember, get out there and own the platform. Thanks for listening to the Speaking of Speaking podcast. Fired up about something you heard today? Want to learn more? Be sure to visit carlspeaks.ca. And don't forget to follow Carl on Twitter at carlrichard72 or join the Facebook group Speaking of Speaking 